Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin. I'm a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, and I am passionate about teaching you how to live a frugal, debt-free life. Keep things light, but real and funny. And you know, this is a shame-free zone. Life does not always fit inside of a cash envelope, and you don't need one more person shaming you into making decisions that are not right for you because personal finance is personal. But today we're going to talk about a few things you might consider doing with your money before the end of the year. 2021 is wrapping up very quickly, which is strange considering it's still 2020 somehow in my brain, like I'm frozen in time. But I want to make wise financial choices. So I'm going to go over a few things that we do to wrap up our year financially and hopefully inspire you to do some of the same things to take charge of your finances and win with your goals. So let's, let's just jump in and go. Okay. So with the year winding down, let's talk about a few things we can do to set ourselves up for a good financial year in January. So the first thing that I'm going to do is review my goals and set new ones I know that some of you may be laughing, like goals, yes, those, remember, we, we set them back in 2019, and then um, I'll help her clues, and maybe your goals have been just thrown in the trash, and that's okay. I think we should make a pack and pretend that the last like, year and a half, two, two years just don't count. They don't count. If you didn't accomplish anything, fine. The world imploded, and you didn't cause it, so take a deep breath. And let's set some goals because for me, setting and maintaining goals keeps me sane. They keep me sane. So let's talk about a few things that I like to consider when reviewing my goals and setting new ones. Did the goals that I make align with my overall beliefs and lifestyle? Did the goals you made improve your life or were they stressful to maintain? Did you take any small steps that created a lasting change or did you just feel completely overwhelmed and quit? Instead of focusing on what went well and what went wrong, focus on what aligned with your life, what provided you with value, what goals served you well. Because the whole purpose of creating goals is to create the life that we want. But if we are so caught up in making sure that we are reaching those goals, that we don't get to enjoy our lives, those aren't goals. That just became our new boss. And we don't need any more bosses. We don't need anyone else telling us what to do. So your goals need to be things that serve you or things that make you so excited, things that make you so proud of yourself. Don't set yourself up for failure. We don't need any more of that. What allowed you to spend more time on the areas you love and what moved you forward in a positive direction? If a goal no longer feels relevant to your life, let it go. But set aside some time before the end of the year to look at next year and decide what areas of your life you want to focus your time and energy. Pick two or three. You don't have to come up with a 21-step plan to creating a new and better you. No, just pick two or three areas where you would like to succeed or see improvement or change and focus on those things. And I have this thing that I like to use called a goal pyramid. (laughs) I did a video about it. I'll leave a link in the show notes because I think it would be helpful for some of you. So number two, and you know I was going to say this, plan your budget. 
Now we don't do an annual budget at my house, but we do look at things we're gonna need to do for the upcoming year and plan them. So next year we wanna replace some boards on the side of our house. We have a four-sided brick ranch, but it's got some boards up near the top of the porch that need to be replaced. There are some areas that kind of need to just be tidied up a little bit. We want to redo our front porch. So we need to get a contractor to come out and give us some estimates and then start saving up the money to pay for those expenses. And so that's going to be one of our 2022 goals is to get that up and running and figure out what we need to do and what steps we need to take. So it's daydreaming, y'all. Look at some things that you want to do next year. Figure out how much they're going to cost and start saving for them. You, the whole point of you working so hard to have money is so that you can live a life that you want to live. Okay, so live it. Do what you need to do to live it. Number three, number three, review this past year's expenses. See if there are areas you feel like you're overpaying and where you can tighten up your budget. So maybe you look at your homeowners and you think it's a little higher than it should be. Call around for a better rate. If you spent too much eating out or you spent too much on clothes or you bought too much technology, I don't know your life, but look at some areas where you overspent and see if there are areas where you can be a little, you know, tighten up that budget and then see if there are areas where you can be a little bit freer in your spending. Look at subscriptions and see if you're using them and getting the most out of them. Switch cell phone providers if you can get better and cheaper services. These little expenses add up. Little leaks sink big ships. So review those expenses. Number four, plan for holidays or paid time off. Plan for holidays or paid time off. If you get PTO at work, use your PTO. Use it. We realized last year that my husband is a workaholic, that both of us are, and we needed to take more vacation time. My husband had three weeks of vacation time last October that he had not used. So we decided that next, so we decided this year, this summer, that we were going to take a two week family road trip and it was amazing. And now it's going to be something that we do every year. And I've already started planning it. Take your paid time off. It is yours. Use it. Plan for your holidays. Plan those weekends. Plan your PTO. You've already earned it. Take it. Number five, plan for next year's savings. Do you have any savings or debt paying goals for next year? If not, let's do some planning. Break it up by paycheck or by month. If your goal is to save $20,000, $10,000, $5,000, whatever it is, plan how you're going to break that up. If your goal is to buy a new car, start looking, start budgeting, also plan for next year's retirement. If you want to max out your 401k, which is $19,500 a year, you're going to want to break that up by paycheck. Let your company's payroll department know so they can start putting that aside for you. If you want to max out your Roth IRA, that's $6,000 a year per person. That's $500 a month. So determine how much you're going to need to put aside for a paycheck from your paycheck. If you want to max out your FSA, which is, I think, $27.50 a family, you get that at the beginning of the year, and then you pay into it as the year progresses, but you're going to need to determine how much that's going to be. 
Okay, next, and I've lost track of numbers, and this is why I shouldn't use them, but let's talk about estate planning. Okay, no one finds this topic pleasant, okay? No one wants to talk about making plans for dying. But if you're like me, you have people dependent upon you. I have four children who are dependent upon me to make decisions that benefit them should something happen to me. I have a husband who is dependent upon me, just like I am on him, to make wise decisions should something happen to him. And so if you don't have life insurance or you don't have enough life insurance, get some get you a simple term life insurance account, not whole life. And people always ask me why not? Because whole life is overpriced. And because your insurance salesperson should not be selling you an investment account It is conflict of interest. And that's not their job. You know, your dentist doesn't give you haircuts. And the guy that changes your oil while very qualified to do his job shouldn't be doing your taxes. So insurance people shouldn't be selling you investment accounts. Just get some term life insurance. The premiums are much cheaper. You know, I hear some people say five times your annual income, 10 times your annual income. You really need to sit down and determine how much you need to replace your income, how much you need to pay off your house, how much you need to bury you and pay your final expenses and have your family taken care of for a while while they figure out what their next plan is. If you don't have a will, now's a good time to set one up. You need to look at what's required in your state because what your state requires will be different than mine. Mine, you can just write something out on a piece of notebook paper and you're good to go. But let people know what your expectations are. Let people know what you want to happen to your kids should something happen to you. Okay, so that's it. That's all I have for today. Thank you for hanging out with me. I appreciate you. I hope that these have inspired you, that you have found this helpful. I want to thank every single one of you who listens, who has left a review. If you have not left a review, would you please? That is how people find this podcast and how we spread this message that you can do this. You can do this. You can win with money, even if you know nothing, that we all start from somewhere. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. You can connect with me at frugaldebtfreelife.com. I'm also on Instagram and YouTube under the name Lydia Sin. That's L-Y-D-I-A-S-E-N-N. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you later. Bye.